You're listening to the Fade to Gray Network. So I hear that you're quarantined from work currently. I have not been working. Yeah, I missed about a week of work so far, yeah. What'd you do, man? Did you... uh, I ended up getting the pink eye, the old pink eye. You got the pink eye. Uh, Working hard after hours? (laughs) Uh, You know, I'd like to think that it's not work-related as far as how I got it, but, you know, um, you know, what's that phrase they say, uh, you know, don't dip your wick in the company ink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I guess I, uh, you know, the one to be told for, for me is don't wipe your face with the company lace. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Don't rub your eye in the cherry pie. I, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> She's my cherry pie. No, no, no. I mean, like, that song and anything by Def Leppard, and you're, like, ready for a stripper party. We invite people of all backgrounds to share their stories, their nuanced conversations, and forward thinking, and not taking ourselves too seriously. Everyone's story matters. Every voice is important. Life is polarizing, but not everything is black and white. Come join us as we fade to gray. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Fade to Gray podcast. This is Elizabeth. And I'm here to introduce today's special episode. Today we have a special guest episode, I guess an FTG takeover, from one of our network buddies, Ukulele Russ. So this guy, Ukulele Russ, has a band. He's called Ukulele Russ and his One Man Frontier Band. (laughs) Now this guy, Ukulele Russ, is from Alaska, but I got to meet him when he was on tour through the Eastern United States when he stopped in my hometown in October. I had so much fun hanging out with him. I'm like, you gotta meet my husband. Seriously, you've gotta meet Omar. And so brought him home (laughs) and we had a great time hanging out together uh, for a couple of nights, um, telling stories and laughing and listening to music. It was a great time. And Omar's like, dude, you've gotta be on our show. You've gotta be on our podcast. And Russ is like, yeah, sure, let me, let me, I'll get on that as soon as I'm done with my tour here, you know? And so he is due to come on our show as a guest himself. However, he started his own podcast. So we'd like to introduce Ukulele Russ's very own podcast called Stuper Fun Time Show. Now, if you want to know more about Ukulele Russ, you can find him on Facebook at Ukulele Russ or his website, ukulelerust.com. And his podcast, Stuper Fun Time Show, you can find on SoundCloud. You can also follow his show on Facebook as well at, at Stuper Fun Time Show. I hope you enjoy this Ukulele Rust takeover of the Fade to Gray podcast. Have a great time, guys. Don't adjust your podcasting device. That's the sweet, soft sounds of a theremin. That's right, I got a lot of weird toys. And you're entering the stupid fun time zone. I'm your host, Ukulele Russ, broadcasting out of subarctic interior Alaska, the golden heart of Alaska, Square Banks. You probably know it as Fairbanks if you look on a map. Basically, you put your finger right in the middle of Alaska and then move it over to the right a little bit. Boom. Square Banks where the banks are square and the city is fair. 
living in Alaska, especially like I do with no running water, you gotta have a good sense of humor. So this is a safe space for comedy. We need that. Why can't comedy have a safe space? Well, it does. It's here. It's, a, it's some other places, but it's here, most importantly. And so we're gonna have a lot of fun with that because I'm the kind of person that can find humor in anything. And that can be a curse or a boon. And maybe you feel the same way. And if you do feel the same way, you're gonna have a fun time. We got a lot of great segments I've been working on with friends. Australia tomorrow with Christopher Carr. We got Ask a Nudie Bar Bouncer with Big Matt, a real nudie bar bouncer. We got my friend Schwoby. Schwoby Smith. We're gonna be sending him around the we're sending him around. I don't know why we're sending him around. He's our weather guy. So uh Stay tuned for that. He, I think he's uh, going to be calling in any time. Nothing like getting the weather from uh, some guy. We had to outsource. I mean, you can't get a local guy to do it for a good price. You know, to get a, a real meteorologist. So I've, I'm actually, uh, I'm in the hole doing the show just because I'm having a guy do the weather who really does weather. He cut me a deal, but that's my gift to you. Wish, uh, oh, I think he's calling right now. Let's get him. Let's get him on the line. All right, here we are with Schwoby Smith all the way from Indiana. Why are you doing? No, it's Illinois. One of those weird I letter states. You're doing our weather. Yeah. We had to outsource. I am. Outsource. It, it, it's the best source. Outsource is the best source? Yeah, tell that, me that when I'm calling say. for tech support and I can't understand the person, but their name is always Anthony or Mary. Seriously, like the, the reason why we do that is uh, it, it's a whole lot cheaper. We can give you the same product for less. No, it's not the you same wanna, product. You want to be it's charged just, ten dollars? It's, it's just less. It's not the same product. What's the weather going to be like for the next ten days here? What do we got coming up? Well, you know what? I'm I'm traveling out over here in uh, in Guam right now, and it's absolutely insane. The, the, the bugs are the size of your head here. It's just hot. What? It's wet. Yeah, well, we're, hot. I'm in Alaska, man. Who, who cares about Guam? You're paying me to do this, so do you want me to do this or not? This is what outsourcing does. This is what outsourcing. Fine. <laughs> yeah, give me the weather. Give me the weather. That's fine. For, for the high, we're looking at 95 degrees, like every day. Doesn't matter. Every day. <laughs> Next 10 days. Now, sometimes it's going to be hot with rain. Sometimes it's going to be hot without rain. But it's going to be hot. Don't worry, though. It'll right. cool down to, to a mere 74 degrees on the weekend. So, so you can get out and do your yard work, mow your grass. It's negative 35 at my house, man. What do you, why are we talking about Guam? I'm going to slip into a deep depression here. It's already dark. Negative 35? I think, I think you missed that other, other sign that goes up and down. It's, it's a plus 35 times two, man. It's, it's 70. Dude, I can do fucking math, okay? And it's not 70 degrees here. What do well, I pay okay. you for? I'm like, really? I but, dude, You sent me to Guam and said, do the weather where you're at. So what? you tell me why here. I just said, do the weather from where you're at, but it's got to be our weather, not their weather. That is not what we agreed on. You got to reread the contract, man. We can't have you doing weather from Guam. We're weather wherever I'm at. Dude, come on. Just shut up. Let me do my job. I thought you wanted this to be in and out in 30 to 45 seconds. Seconds. No, like your love life. And there we have it. We have Schwoby Smith mixing in the horrible weather for us. Thanks, Schwoby. It's going to be 95, man, all week. Suck that one. But there's a lot of serious stuff going on in this world, but I like to keep it a little lighthearted. But sometimes you got to get serious, and I'd like to have a PSA with you for a moment. A little public service announcement. 
There's a time and place to be irresponsible on the road. It's not even on a road. It's on a trail. It's on a trail, folks, with a Honda three-wheeler. I'm not talking no Yamaha Trimoto stuff. I'm talking about the big red. 200 cc's, two-wheel drive, three tires, climb you up a tree, uh, better lean really, really hard into the turns or you're going to end up rolling the thing. It is a notorious collarbone destroyer. And I'll tell you what, I privately owned the largest fleet this side of the Mississippi. But that doesn't matter. What I'm saying is, if you want to be irresponsible and look at your phone while driving a motor vehicle, try it on a trail with a three-wheeler. That's what I'm saying. You'll learn real quick. Three-wheeling, it comes from an era where coolness wasn't given. It wasn't bestowed upon someone. You were not born with it. You, were, you did not inherit it. It was something you earned. And a big red meant instant street cred. So I decided to write you a song. The song I wrote for y'all. It's called Affectionately Big Red. I hope you enjoy it. Cause you know what I'm talking about. Talking about that big red. Yeah, it's been sitting by the garage a long time, but we'll get started. Thank you. 
thought you'd be tuning into a radio station and hear a song about a big red. That's right, folks. Back when coolness was earned. And uh, clavicles and collarbones, whatever you want to call them, didn't matter. Who cares? Helmets? Who wears those? Kids, kids from the 90s, late 90s, maybe they wear helmets. I remember when silk shirts were cool. Because physically they're not. They're actually quite warm. Unless there's a breeze. Can't imagine standing outside of a bar in Alaska waiting to get inside with your silk shirt on. Just a silk shirt. Nipples that could cut glass. That's what happens this time of year, folks. Time to pack up all them summer clothes. Even though I'm off to a tropical uh, tropical dinner tonight. That's how we lift our spirits here in Fairbanks in the middle of the winter. We have a tropical dinner. I'm going to play some ukulele for the Lions Club. Good peoples. But really, songs about big reds. Like I like, I'd like to say, you know, all the stuff in the background that you're hearing. Yeah, I I made all that. I made that happen. We we avoid music licensing here on the Super Fun Time show. I have a lot of cool stuff I'm planning to unveil, you know, here in the show. Uh, I got some new recordings that I'm working on. Obviously, the big red song. Uh, some other stuff. Um, I'm gonna have some friends pop in. It's gonna be a grand old time. You guys gonna hit and quit it? Don't hit and quit it. That's the one man frontier band in the background there. Me. Alright then. Play a little guitar for you. Hope it doesn't ruin my street cred. I am ukulele Russ. But sometimes if you want those twangy twangs, you gotta use some steel strings. Always looking for sponsors for the show. Wouldn't mind if one was a pawn shop. We have a couple in mind that I frequent. Just think of all the awesome advertising space you can have inside my show, right here, the Stupid Fun Time Show, where I am your host, and I get to make up everything. I will rate you the music, we'll rate you a, a, a hook, a jingle. We actually have our first sponsor for the show, Moose Baby Bits, of babies for baby. What the hell is this? Just run the ad. 
Moose baby bits. Of moose babies, four moose babies. Feed your moose baby what moose babies naturally in the wild. Inferior moose babies. We put ten moose babies into a hole until they fight, punch, kick, and eat each other until one moose baby emerges. Victorious after eating the other nine moose babies. This moose baby has a mustache. We kill this moose baby, grind it up, and feed it to your moose baby. That's right. Strong enough for a moose. But really made for a moose baby. Feed the moose babies in your neighborhood what moose babies deserve and need. Moose baby bits. Of babies, for babies. I honestly do not know how to feel after listening to that. Really? We're being sponsored by some sort of moose baby food, baby bits company? This is, we need some real sponsors. This is, this is kind of ridiculous. I just want to know what happens when they put the 10 moose babies in a hole. I think that's really weird because I never knew that moose would resort to cannibalism. I thought they were herbivores. I don't, I don't, I don't think they... No, that's got, that can't be right. They can't, that can't be, is that what, that, that's what it said, right? It said, they put them in a, a, anyway, it doesn't matter. We just need some sponsors for the show and we'd, we'd love to have you on board. We're joined now with our correspondent from Australia and our new segment called Australia Tomorrow, because it's tomorrow there right now today, or we're in yesterday. That's right. Uh, 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 today is your tomorrow. That is quite correct. We are in the future. And greetings to the province of Canada that we like to call Alaska. Which you is son kind of, of like bitch. Canada with Canada with guns. Canada with guns and you get Alaska. So it's full of bears, it's full of people that hunt bears, and it's full of snow. So there you go. But we are in fact from top of the world. We are on top of the world because I've got this theory, Russell. Let me lay my theory on you. Let's hear it. That when you've got something, when you've got something and the sun is shining and more sun shines on the top of things than on the bottom of things. I think you'd agree with that. That's how physics works. Sounds so logical. therefore we have more sun. We have more sun. So we are, in fact, on top of the world. You are on the bottom of the world. So if you're sitting down, would you technically be sitting on the top of the world? I am. I am like the carpenters. I am on top of the world. Well, How are you, Russell? I'm doing How great. Are things in Alaska. I'm stuck in my is house. What? The the justy doesn't want to go. The trusty justy is uh, it's too cold. I even put a uh, put cold. a propane heater underneath it to heat up everything, and it's just uh, it's not cutting it. The well, battery the, the battery lives Friday. inside now, and uh, we're gonna wait till Monday when the weather breaks, and it'll be negative ten. I'm gonna try then. That's a veritable heat wave for Ooh, you. 30 degrees. Yeah, well, it's that old-fashioned measurement, isn't it, Fahrenheit? When are, you, when are you guys going to get on board with the whole sort of... Uh, there's this thing called the Roman Empire, and they invented a system where everything was divisible by 100. It was in tens and ones. It was a fantastic system. We don't have inches anymore. We have millimetres. We have metres. We have Celsius. You know, modern stuff. Listen, Australia will never understand the power of being able to divide things by two. All right, man? That means you end up with equal parts. Equal parts. Well, I cannot... Someone was asking me about the um, the width of ukulele necks. And they're saying it's... it's. I, I want something that is like one and five sixteenths of an inch. And I said, five sixteenths of an inch? Can we just move to millimeters? It's so much more sensible. We're kind of always talk opposite in Australia. So um, if it's a really hot day and someone says, you know, what's the temperature? You go, it's not cold. 
Uh, if you have a big... Wouldn't you answer like frigid or something? Oh, it's frigid out. <laughs> it's frigid. It's frigid. And everything in Australia is opposite. So if, if something is very expensive, you go, wasn't cheap. Wasn't cheap. That's the way we work. We work in opposite. So, so we set you a little puzzle. There's a conundrum to every answer from an Australian. You've got to go, are they having a go or are they complimenting me? I mean, I'm not quite sure. So uh, if I gave you a compliment, so if I said, nice man bun, that would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I've been getting that sometimes. I get that from mostly from my mother-in-law. She's anti-man bun. So, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I like her even more. I like Lindsay's mother even more now. Well, the question is, you know, since it's tomorrow in Australia, today, I mean, it's today in yeah. Okay. So tomorrow, Australia. Yeah. Is the world still here, man? Or is it still turning? It's still here. We haven't we haven't launched into a world war. The sun has risen on the top of the world. It's fantastic. It's really good. It's not forty odd degrees today. We're just in the mid twenties, low thirties. Is what it gets. it's just been ridiculously hot because we've had fires. People in America and England have been contacting me saying, where are the fires? And I say, which is basically everywhere. That last count, it was like 150 fires all around Australia. So you wake up every day and you smell smoke. But, uh, yep. Uh, yeah, but apart from that, the world is still here. Uh, uh, how's, is, the, is the toilet water spinning? Is it is spinning the correct way? Is the Coriolis effect It does indeed. It, it is in effect. The Coriolis effect is in effect. It hasn't changed. So the future is looking good, Russell. Um, yeah, which is really good. Unlike the future of the Amish, which <laughs> I want to bring up with you, Russell. Really? The I'm Amish? A very equal I'm an equal opportunity sort of religious type guy. I don't go in for all that sort of worshipping of gods sort of stuff. It's all a bit Bronze Age for me. But if you're into it, that's fine. But the Amish have taken it to a whole new Darwinian level. Because I was reading in the paper, from the future of course, uh, you'll be reading it tomorrow, <laughs> uh, that the Amish have been dying mysteriously and they've traced it to a genetic fault. Who would have thought that shutting yourself up in closed communities, only interbreeding with other family members, would lead to genetic faults. Who would have thunk, eh, Russell? Who would have thunk? I mean, you know, you're really going to piss off the uh, the <laughs> the Amish portion of my uh, my audience, man. Well, only the ones that are on Rumstagger, or whatever <laughs> they call it, where they where they go out for a year and basically pretend they're Australians on a gap year. So all these Amish people, what they do is they have this one year off and they go out in the community and they just cut sick. I mean, they are sick cunts. They are drinking everything. They are fucking everything. They're doing everything they can. <laughs> basically, they, apart from having an accent like mine, they are Australians and we like them for that. And then they get to choose. Do we want to go back and have sex with our cousins and intermarry? <laughs> you know, Ooh, or do we want tough, to stay in tough choice, world? tough choice. No, I think they just go back there just to sort of heal their liver. <laughs> so Rum, I think it's Rumstager. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. I'm just wondering how there's, there's an Australian teaching us about the Amish right now. But anyway, we'll move on because we really need to know 
what wants to kill you in Australia today? Because we all know that everything wants to kill you in Australia, right? That is quite true. We have a thing called a pygmy possum. It's a little tiny possum. It can fit in the palm of your hands and it looks at you with those big eyes and it can't kill you, Russell. It doesn't mean it doesn't want to kill you. It just is incapable of killing you because it's too small. It lacks, a death, it lacks a death delivery device. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. It just can't kill us. It wants to. It's looking at you with those big brown eyes thinking, I bet you're fucking tasty. I'll have you, son. Because we are a land of apex predators in Australia. Um, and I've actually finally worked out we are having a plague of the blue ringed octopus. Have we talked about the blue ringed octopus before, Russell? I think have we have talked about the them before. They're very, they're small and they're they're deadly. That's well, that's what they're I'm very, at. very beautiful. They're very beautiful. They've they've got beautiful blue neon circles on them. Beautiful blue. Look like eyes looking at you. If you're into sort of, you know, little tiny sea creatures, they look so small. They fit on the palm of your hand. And I've actually worked out that the natural prey of the blue ringed octopus is the American tourist because <laughs> they see them on the beach and they keep picking them up. And it's the sort of animal that if that thing bites you, you don't make it off the beach. There is no anti venom for the blue ringed octopus. You are an ex tourist. <laughs> ex tourist, I like but, that. Uh, but other things are killing you in Australia um, snakes. Uh, can you, someone asked me, do snakes uh, hunt during the day or the night? And I said, well, they're an apex predator. So I think that just means they hunt whenever they want. So <laughs> you can... <laughs> they they so, might take a uh, nap for a day and lay on the couch and then realize, eh, I don't want to go out killing tonight. And then they just, uh, yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, whatever, it's three in the morning, I'm yeah. hungry. So we don't have big things. Big things in Australia don't tend to kill you. Um, it's always the small things. So little tiny wee uh, brown snakes, black snakes, um, little tiny baby ones. Um, uh, using your old style measurement, six inches long, maybe less than that. Um, and little tiny things, they'll still put a man down. They'll still kill you. You better get to the hospital within an hour, otherwise you're dead. Um, There's a lot of things so that want to kill you there. Way. I mean, so does does Australia have a safe space? Is there a place where you can go and be safe? Or are you always, always uh, going to have to worry about dying? I think you would have to fight the boy in the bubble for a, for a seat next to him. <laughs> the yeah, complete yeah. toss of the coin, whether you're going to die by spider bite or snake bite. So throw it at me, Russell. I, I'm, I'm, I'm channeling my inner zen to try and work out what is the most likely death cause today in Australia. Is it spiders today or snakes tomorrow? It is snakes tomorrow. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Good. Thank God. <laughs> that's two days away for me. If you're talking about tomorrow in Australia, that's two days for me. So I got two days. So we're good. Mm. Down under or up yes. over? Oh, we're up over. We've gone through that. We've explained the physics of it. We get more sun. So therefore we are. At, so just think of it this way. If you've got a rock, Russell, and it's sitting out in the field, the top of the rock gets all of the sun. The bottom of the rock gets none of the sun. So we are therefore at the top. Okay. All right, all we right. are up over. We are like eggs. We are up over. And very sunny disposition in Australia, I must say. Well, it has to be because there's so many mullets. I'm like, why are there so many mullets? People must be happy about something. Well, I say, why not? You've got to look at a confident... When you look at someone with a mullet, they are confident people. That To, to, to rock that, to work, 
to church, to, to, to festive events with a mullet. Everyone's going to look at you. You're a confident person with a mullet. And I like the way in Australia that uh, mullets are um, for both sexes. They are for men and women. It is an equal opportunity hairstyle over there. And I, well, up over, we'll say up over there. But the thing is, like, yeah. we, we've moved on beyond that. There's still mullets, all right? But every time one's cut off here, two sprout in South Australia. I remember the first time I was there in Adelaide, we went to the, uh, the old spot, and there was people doing karaoke, and there was this one bearded, like, old white guy with a mullet and two of his mullet friends singing backups and doing doo-wop dance moves, doing Elvis tunes. It was, uh... Yep. We, yeah. we love the mullet. The mullet is a fantastic thing. Now, what so, do they call the... What it, do they call the lady, the lady mullet? What do they call that lady mullet? Uh, attractive. Russell, a lady mullet is attractive. That is, that is the only name I have for it. Can you hear my Labradors are barking in the background? Yes, I guess uh, that means it's time to go. It's a, so thank you for uh, being on the show. Australia tomorrow. Thank today. you very much for having me, Russell. I will report back in next week with more tips from the future. Isn't that Chris excellent? What a nice guy. And very insightful, if you ask me. I mean, that guy's got something to say. And that's why I think you guys should hear his, uh, his wise words, especially those tips on the Amish. Most of us don't know their plight. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. And not to uh, delay the fun anymore, let's jump right in with my buddy, Big Matt. Matt, the nudie bar bouncer. Not only is he a nudie bar bouncer, he's a therapist. Most people don't understand that it is a job qualification to be a nudie bar bouncer, to have your therapy degree, whatever that is. It's fancy, lots of years of schooling, and uh, you got to be able to talk people down, especially angry, drunk men who are horny. They're just uh, paying for sexual frustration all night, and that's fine because it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Uh, to be clear, I don't have a degree, but I'm happy to help. Happy to help. Happy to help. Well, you're in luck because we've had some <laughs> listeners write in. They have questions for you, and I figure uh, you're not on the clock, but decided to volunteer your time pro bono to do this. And I really appreciate that. <laughs> it is the holidays, after all. Yeah, it is the holidays. Well, th thank you, Matt. It's a big, it's a big, uh, it's a big hand up, you know, for all the people. So here we go. We'll, we'll jump right in. Clara from Buffalo, New York, asks. Why not bounce at a regular bar where women aren't objectified? Any Anytime a woman uh, doesn't have clothes on, uh, yes, she, she risks being objectified for sure. Um, but uh, it's not because, you know, just because I work there doesn't mean I'm, I'm objectifying women. You know? uh, I don't think that that's the question, said, Matt. I think the question is, <laughs> why not bounce at a regular place where women aren't objectified? That's not, it's not that... Their women are at risk of being objectified. Yes, this isn't a Taco Bell. Okay. They're not serving right, chalupas, right. okay? They're serving right, up right. boobies and skin. You're right. I got defensive there. She wasn't accusing me of, of objectifying women. So, um, well, I mean, I, I merely work there because of the money. The money's good. It's Lots all about the money. Than any, yeah, than any other bar. A true American yeah. sacrificing morals for cash. <laughs> I blame capitalism. <laughs> Don't blame it. Thank you. All right. Here, we're going to go on now. Robert from Omaha, Nebraska writes, I just left my wife of 21 years for a dancer named Bambi. Did I make the right choice? Thanks. Uh, Bambi. She's getting married. Good for her. You know Bambi. <laughs> of course. Man. It's, yeah, of course. Yeah, she's a great girl. She's a great girl. But I got to say to Robert, Robert, after 21 years of marriage, really? I mean, when... Uh, 
when most guys go through midlife crises, you know, they, they usually uh, buy a sports car, a fancy sports car or a motorcycle. Turn out a lot cheaper for you if you did that. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't know. Good luck with that, Robert. Uh, and uh, congratulations to Bambi. So, Matt, are you suggesting a prenub? <laughs> I um, think I, I, I smelled a prenub somewhere in the back of that last statement. <laughs> I hope I hope Robert had a prenup for the twenty one year relationship. Which, yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure he already lost seventy percent. That's how <laughs> yeah. uh, he got kids. It's even more than that. Okay, well, moving on. Uh, Brad yeah. from PA. Oh yeah, you're you're from PA. You know, terrible yeah, towels. Yeah, yeah. yeah, go Steelers. All right, Brad. All right. How do I get this damn glitter off me? There has to be an easier way to get this stuff off. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's no trick to it, man. It's time and effort. Um, wash, you know, wash again, wash, wash a third time. Just keep at it. Uh, it's going to take a couple days. You know, um, I've heard before that it doesn't matter how much you scrub, you can't get sin to come off. <laughs> and I think they have some pretty abrasive loofahs nowadays that you could probably get at least close. Yeah, that that'll work. A lot, a lot of just a lot of scrubbing and rinsing, scrubbing and rinsing. So anyway, moving on. Joey pretty, from Walla Walla writes, "Does she really love me?" Ooh, that's 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 a hard one. <laughs> Does she really love me? <laughs> How would I know the answer to that question? <laughs> Come on, man, you're therapy, a therapist. Therapy can only go so far, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess I'm not. Right. I'm not. I'm not Santa Claus, man. Um, no. Uh, good luck with that. Yeah, I mean, um, sorry, yeah, Jelly from Walla Walla. Find, yeah, yeah, find a way to test her out. You know, uh, do something that would normally really piss her off if she forgives you. That's a good sign. Um, I don't know. It's like kind of you like know, putting your significant other in the trunk of a car and then your dog <laughs> in the trunk of a car on a hot day and then like letting them sit there all day, like stewing and then open it up and which one's happy to see you? Oh. The dog truly loves you. Or, or you know, or let her know that, you know, let her find out that uh, you've been spending all night at the, at, a, at the local strip club, you know. It sounds and, like she uh, might work there, Matt. <laughs> Maybe she wants to be there so she can watch him. Okay, anyway. Okay. Sally from uh, Climax, Minnesota. I've been to Climax, Minnesota. It's not much. Of a, Come on, man! It's not Are much of a climax. I'm real. I'm serious. It's uh, just a little blip on the map. On I think it's off I ninety. Okay, a lot of dirty stuff happens at the strip club. What kind of detergent do you use? <laughs> what kind of detergent do I use? Yeah. Um, well, currently, I think I'm. I'm using all free and clear because uh, I got allergies. Uh, but I really don't care. Like, whatever works. Um, you know, Not uh, bleach and fire? You know, this, 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 no, this is a big misconception, man. Uh, you know, my coworkers are, let's just say, they're some of the cleanest women around. You know, they gotta be. You know, it's their business. Um, so, dirty would not be the right, maybe naughty, they're probably the naughtiest people around, but uh, dirtiest? No, no. So you're and, you're uh, not suggesting bleach and fire then? To no, you know you, you know when I get when I get dirty is when I'm tossing uh, you know patrons that need to be tossed. That's when I'm getting dirty. Uh, tossing. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep, here's a, 
Chuck. Where's Chuck from? Oh, oh yeah. Chuck from Sandusky, Ohio. Man, that town's got to be really pissed off about Penn State. But anyway. Don't, don't even bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they call it Beaver? Good question. Why do they call it Beaver? Well, maybe because, uh, you know, like beaver, vagina eats wood. Um, Can you tell I'm the not, difference I'm, between I'm no, a, no. a shaved beaver and a sheared beaver? <laughs> As an Alaskan, there, I got to know. Uh, well, I, I mean, is there a difference? Uh, yeah, of course there would be a difference. I mean, God. I, I think I know down. what the difference is. It's the, the guard they use on the uh, the trimmer. Yeah, yeah, there you go, yeah. But as far as why they you know, how that nickname came around i'm i'm no history buff russ you're the you're the history major it's true you, know, you, you might have to you have to put that uh history to work and let's do Hell that right now the internet says that the hairy wet and love wood back to you russ well i'd like to thank you matt for answering the uh questions and comments and concerns of our listeners write into u-k-u-l-e-l-e-r-u-s-s at gmail.com or drop us a message on facebook and uh, you can ask your own questions to the nudie bar bouncer extraordinaire slash therapist. Anytime. I'd Big be happy man. to help. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming by. All right. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to my podcast. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. We learned a lot of things on the first episode, you know, about the Amish, things in Australia that want to kill you but lack the delivery system. Strippers named Bambi and their newfound love. Big Reds. God, lots of good stuff. How coolness was earned, not given. Lots of little nuggets of wisdom out there in this episode. So I hope you enjoyed it. And I can't wait to do it again. We're going to try to put them out every month or bi-monthly. So I'd like to thank uh, Big Matt, the Nudity Bar Bouncer. I'd like to thank Christopher Carr down there in South Australia, in the South Australia Ukulele Trading Company for being our correspondent for Australia Tomorrow, today. It's very important stuff, you know. I want to know what's happening in the future, don't you? You think he's about 18 hours ahead of us. I thank Schwoby for the uh, the weather, I guess. Uh, we'll hear where he's at next time. I'm losing a lot of money on that. Till next time, uh, check me out online at www.ukulelerust.com. That's U-K-U-L-E-L-E-R-U-S-S.com. Like me on my Facebook page. That's Ukulele Rust and his one-man frontier band. Find me on Patreon, Patreon slash Ukulele Rust. SoundCloud is where this is going to be posted and some other places. Uh, Appreciate your support, and I'm glad I got a lot of encouragement to do this. So let's keep it lighthearted and fun, and I'll see you guys next time. If you have questions for any of our correspondents, especially Matt the Nudie Bar Bouncer, please don't hesitate to drop us an email at u-k-u-l-e-l-e-r-u-s-s at gmail.com, and we will add you to the mix. We'd love to get some more questions from uh, fans and listeners. And until next time, signing off, I'm Ukulele Russ. And uh, you're listening to the Stupor Fun Time Show. Do you want to become an extra special super friend of the Stupor Fun Time Show? Well, you can sponsor it. That's right. We're looking for businesses and individuals to pledge your support. We'll give you some free airtime. That's right. Free after your sponsorship. Ha-ha. Come on down. UkuleleRust.com or U-K-U-L-E-L-E-R-U-S-S at gmail.com.